0: joined by Jeremiah Like the Bible.
1: And we're doing something different on this Thursday. We are going to spend the whole day in the group chat. Jeremiah, mm-hmm. are you excited?
0: I am. You know, I love a group chat moment.
1: We do love a group chat moment. You know, we spend a lot of time on this show, like, giving y'all information and giving y'all the news, politics, mm-hmm. pop culture, etc. But also, we just got to chit-chat sometimes. We got to talk. You know what I
0: mean? There's a lot going on that's just life stuff. Right. It's Friday, Junior. So, you know, we're going to ease into the weekend. <laughs> ease into Black Joy Friday. With right. some group chat.
1: So we're gonna get into the group chat today. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. We gotta talk about like this child support thing, like what the, what, the different ways in which it's, it's being approached. We want to get into that. We want to delve into it. Also, do black boys need gentle parenting or tough parenting? What is gentle parenting, right? Yeah. I think some of y'all are like what the mean. What do you mean gentle parenting? Is that when I smack with an open hand instead of a closed fist? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and we are also gonna get into. Some talk about today's r b baby, you know, is it dead, is it alive, is it on life support? Who's keeping it alive? We're going to get into all of that and more because that's what's going on in the group chat all day long right here at the Amanda Seal Show. Keep it locked. We'll be right back. Remember if you miss anything, let's say you're so into the group chat, but you got to go into work. Listen, don't lose your job because of us. <laughs> all right. You can get the show wherever you get your podcast. All you got to do is type in the name of the show. And you know what name that is. It's the Amanda Seal Show and you came to listen, laugh and learn. We'll be right back. Welcome back, y'all. This is the Amanda Seal Show. We are on a group chat Thursday. I got my homeboys Jeremiah, I like the Bible here. And, uh, you know, Jeremiah, you, would you say that you were raised in a gentle parenting household? I was not
0: raised in a gentle <gasps> household. I wasn't raised in an aggressive one. I wasn't drug up. But it definitely went not gentle parenting happening in my household. Right.
1: But there is a real conversation that we're seeing happening mm-hmm. in the changing and the shifting. And I feel like we,
0: Heard people talk about it now, but now with the internet, it's like we're like seeing people demonstrate it. Right, right. So we actually have a TikTok from the mentor mommy who was talking about gentle, gentle parenting black boys. Hmm.
1: A lot of people make the argument, especially when it comes to black boys, that you have to be hard on them to prepare them for a hard world. Mm-hmm. What do you make of the argument that you are doing a disservice to your son by teaching him this kind of gentle way of discipline and
2: he's going to get out in the world and find a very different reality? I think people are confused when they hear gentle. They think it's, it's soft, it's meek, it's mild. What I'm doing is teaching him um, how to have authority in the world. I've had people in my comments say, good luck when he's shot by the cops. Right? I, I've heard those types of things. It makes me sad, not for my son, but for them. Because if you're trying to tell me to raise my son, just like the uh, harsh world outside, then where does a black man have peace if he can't have it in his home? So your whole life, I'm supposed to raise you like there's nowhere where you belong. That That's not okay with me. At least if you gotta go out in these streets and fight, I'm gonna teach you how to be smart and make wise decisions. Okay? But when you come home, there's gonna be peace here. There's going to be love here. This is a place where you could cry, but you could also get restored and be accountable.
1: You know, I think this is really like revolutionary, actually, Mm -hmm. because I think a lot of the reason why gentle parenting hasn't been able to exist in a lot of households is because like parents didn't feel like they had peace within themselves.
0: Right, right, right. And if you don't do the work in yourself, you can't, your kids can't reap those benefits because you're still... Almost in a way like perpetuating behaviors that you grew up with. So if you had a negative environment growing up, if your parents weren't gentle, you're definitely not about to be like, let me go spend a block and be gentle with my kids. I mean,
1: sometimes you can, but there's a certain level of self-awareness that you have to have about that. But I think there's also the other part that like, I know like, okay, for me, my mom was working her butt off, you know, and Mm. she's like working with people that she don't like, you Mm. know, she's, I mean, she liked her job, but she don't like that. She got to like do this job. Like, Mm. you know what I'm saying? And so you're coming home and you're, you have anxiety. Like you trying to decompress, but there's like a whole kid here. that's like, no, I am here and I am alive. Make me a big potato. And I think a lot of our parents just didn't even have the time or space to find their own peace within themselves. In order
0: to like bring that to us. I agree. And I agree with what she was saying. I do feel like black, uh, black boys with black kids in general need that place to be, be, let their home be their peace. Like you go out in the world and are throwing darts all day. You should be able to come home, you know, just be a kid and not to worry about like the trauma of the world in your house.
1: Well, you know what? I want to keep talking about this when we get back because I want to talk about what does a safe space at home, even look like mm-hmm. you know, because we say it and it sounds real like buzzy worthy, right. but like what does that actually look like? We're gonna keep talking about it when we get back, right here to the Amanda Seal Show. Keep it locked and give us a call one eight five five Amanda eight. That's one eight five five two six two six three two eight. I mean. Do you do gentle parenting? Did you grow up with gentle parenting? Do you feel like black boys should be gently parented? Or do you feel like gentle parenting for black boys is a disservice? Give us a call. one 855 We'll be right back. Amanda Steele Show. We up, we up, we up. This is the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals here with Jeremiah Like the Bible on a group chat Thursday. Right. We talk about all the things that are getting talked about everywhere. And this hot topic that we've been seeing floating around is the concept of gentle parenting as well as specifically gentle parenting for black boys. You played a clip of a woman talking about the fact that uh, people come at her and say that you can't Really gentle parent black boys because you're doing a disservice to them. Mm -hmm. And she was like, well, no, like if the the world outside has got a target on my son's back, at least when he's in my home, he can feel
0: safe. It's a safe space.
1: Right. But what is an actual safe space feel like at home?
0: I mean, I think for one, not feeling like your parents are always reactionary to everything, Mm. especially when you're doing there are things that kids do that are like off the wall. You're like, okay, why are you? Throwing bricks against the, <laughs> the ceiling. <children. laughs> but then there are certain things that kids just do. Like, even like running around, like, you know, spilling stuff. You know what I'm saying? I feel like you were a runner. I wasn't a runner.
1: In my mind, I, I could feel was, you. I could see you I was a running. very messy
0: child, though. Like, I had things everywhere. Oh. My parents hated it. To this day, they're like, why are you so messy? <laughs> but even things like that, it's kind of like, I'm a kid. Like, of course. Let me live. Yeah. Now, I think you, just, you still need structure and discipline. But I don't think that means you are like... Always on 10 with your kids About every little thing
1: There's definitely An idea of like Obedience Mm -hmm. As like a Rule of Getting your children To be in line Mm -hmm. But like I think there's Something to be said for And this is all This is all coming from Two people that don't have children We were Um, parented We were parented I mean I think there's Something to be said For your kids knowing How to act outside Right Right And like when they come home Like they don't have That same stringentness Mm -hmm. I will say this For me I that's how I was raised. Like, I knew how to act outside when I was at home. Like, I was You're like, at I'm at home, like, I, I'm doing
0: whatever I want to do. Like, that's interesting. <laughs> I remember my mom used to get so mad at me. She's like, You go to these other people's houses, you know, you acting like you cleaning up and everything. You come here and don't want to clean up. I'm like, I thought that's a good indicator. You, that you raised right. <laughs> <laughs> That I'm going to other people's houses and behaving and not acting the butt. Like, yes.
1: I mean, I didn't have a strict
0: upbringing mm.
1: but I had an expected upbringing okay so what I mean by that is that like it wasn't strict in the fact that like I had an iron fist and it was like you better do this or else because I think that's the part that's like not the safe else. the or else right just feeling like you're always on edge because mm. somebody gonna come well not somebody but your parent right that's supposed to be like your your home space is gonna like flip on you but my mom like it was more so like these are the expectations. You know what they are. Mm -hmm. So it's not like you're guessing. As long as you meet those, we we cool. We cool.
0: See, I think a lot of parents want you to fear them, though, versus like respect them. I think those are two different things. I think you can respect your parents Mm
1: -hmm. and actually be afraid of
0: them, or you can be afraid of your parents and not respect them. Like, I'm only complying with your orders because I'm afraid of you, versus I actually respect and trust what you're telling me to do. Because I feel like we have my good intent, my good. Um, Well, that's the gentle
1: parenting part right there. Right, Like, I think some people have a misnomer about gentle parenting. Like, they don't truly understand what that really means. So Mm. we're going to talk about that when we get back. Like, what does gentle parenting actually mean? Because I know some of y'all listen to us and are like, y'all don't have no kids. (laughs) And you can tell. Just say you have no kids without saying you have no kids. But we're going to talk about it when we come back. What is gentle parenting? Give us a call. 1-855-AMAND-8. That's one 262 6328 What does a safe space at home look like, you, look like for you and your kids? And especially the fact that we don't have kids. We would love to hear from parents. Like, how do you make your home a safe space for your kids? 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's one 262 6328 The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Hey y'all, this is the Amanda Seals Show. Happy Thursday. It's Amanda Seals here, your favorite comedian and common sense specialist. I'm joined by Jeremiah Like the Bible. And this is a special group chat Thursday where we are just talking all day long about all the things that y'all been talking about. And we're right now talking about gentle parenting. The idea of gentle parenting, I think for a lot of people just means you letting your kids do whatever they want, like right. you putting them in time out and it ain't working like they sunning you, you know, like when we see the kids acting up in Walmart, it's like, oh, see, they, they trying that gentle parenting mess and that's not going to work.
0: Well, what is the actual definition of gentle parenting, Jeremiah, like the Bible? So the definition is this parenting style is composed of four elements, empathy, respect, understanding, and boundaries. I can tell you now people (laughs) felt some type of way of respect. Go on. (laughs) And focuses on fostering the qualities you want in your child by being compassionate and enforcing consistent boundaries.
1: So right there, we see that there is boundaries. There are Mm -hmm. boundaries. But I think the compassionate part is where people are like, yo,
0: chill. Well, I want to read you one of the cons I think people get tripped up on. One of the cons they say is that it can be time consuming. Gentle parents Mm -hmm. requires parents to to be active and present to support their children. And setting boundaries can be challenging.
1: Well, that's like when parents are like, you need to be seen and not heard. Like, right. don't do as I say, say as I do, et cetera. And it's like, the other part of that is that gentle parenting, I think a lot requires a lot of like demonstrating.
0: Mm-hmm. It's, it's active parenting. Like you can't do it passively. Like you just said, do as I say, not as I do. Like it requires you to be on at all times being a parent. <laughs> <laughs> you know? They mad at me. They mad at me with that. <laughs> They don't want to hear that part, Amanda.
1: Well, because I think a lot of folks really think of parenting... As just like raising kids, mm-hmm. but you're actually raising adults. I say this all the time. Like, that's why when we talk about like the way that the school system is changing, where like they're taking morals and ethics out of the responsibility of teaching. It's like, no, like we are shaping and molding young minds into adults that are going to like live in this world and they're going to save lives or harm people. They're going to make laws, mm-hmm. et cetera. So like you have to be managing that from the beginning on a like real focused, uh,
0: invested way. Well, also, because also parents end up having these expectations of their children when they're older. And it's like, well, you didn't teach your child so to do any of those things.
1: I saw a comment somebody said the other day uh, where they were like, it's funny how a lot of these parents are upset. It's funny how a lot of these parents who raise us are upset at the way we were raised. Right.
0: It's like, um, <laughs> you wonder why your child is a hell raiser. You was a hell raiser. You
1: was a hell raiser. <laughs> And you raised hell in the house. And that's the other part I think a lot of folks need to understand. Like this gentle parenting thing, I ideally... It's supposed to one break generational cycles of mm-hmm. trauma. Yeah. Right? And two, it's really supposed to create an awareness for your child and their ability to communicate their feelings mm-hmm. and communicate their um their thoughts that that does help them in the world.
0: So it is not disrespectful for a child to express their feelings to their parent.
1: In a respectful way, no. Okay. I think that's the problem. It's like, I think that a lot of the times these, like our households get set up to where like kids don't have a voice. And then Mm -hmm. when they are trying to express themselves, it just ends up being disrespectful because Mm -hmm. there's like no other way to feel heard.
0: You can't say nothing. You
1: can't say nothing. But the original conversation about this started with someone, with this woman saying like, people feel like gentle parenting, black children and black boys specifically is a harm for them because Mm it keeps them like not ready for the world, which is so hard. But what I think is, by having safe spaces with your parents, right? By having the understanding of, like, I can be heard, that is actually how you're able to have the real conversations mm-hmm. about the world that they're about to step
0: into. Right. So that they're not in the world being reactionary and they actually know what's up. Also, when people in the world harm you, you're able to come to your parents and be like, I was harmed outside of the home. Yep. And I feel comfortable telling you this harm happened and not scared that you go be on 10. Or do something crazy, or
1: think that I'm lying, or you know right, all the above, right. and then you
0: now are an adversary, just like the rest of these people. Listen,
1: I'm here. I'm here for the gentle parenting.
0: <laughs> I like it. I like it. I like it. I think everything in my mod- not in moderation, but every every child is different. You have to do it work for yeah, your child. Yeah, 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 But I do like it on a base level like something different, breaking generational generational curses. That's what I'm talking about. Y'all we got to break it. We need to
1: cut it. <laughs> All right, y'all, give us your thoughts. one amanda 8 That's 1-855-262-6328. If you, when you apply gentle parenting, do you feel like you're getting sun, Or do you feel like you're seeing results? Hit us up. This is The Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up. we up. we up. What's up, y'all? It's The Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here. And it is time for our newest segment, Jeremiah's uh, Seal Show Superlatives.
0: Are you excited for today's Superlative, Amanda?
1: I'm always excited for today's Superlative. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you for that. So today's superlative is most likely to think Shoddy sneak dissing. <laughs> and it's going to none other than Coila Ray. Oh, man. Now I'm sure people have heard about this story and they were probably waiting like, when Amanda and Jeremiah go talk about this? <laughs> I was holding on to it for this very moment. Okay. So if you don't know, let me catch you up. So Lotto, you know, the South Side rapper, dropped a new song called Put It On The Flow. Yes. Where she named Drop Coil. Yes. And Linda the, the bar said, smoking on that gas, blunt big as Coyla Ray. Okay. Coila Ray didn't like that. Oh, she right. went to Twitter and said, Lotto by he go talk about my body. Please don't come out here talking about nobody body. Like seriously, out of all things, LMAO. You, you blunt my size. This issue is never ending.
1: I don't understand why would she be saying that the blunt is like
0: Corleone is a real like
1: petite right, young she's lady." Tiny.
0: So to me, she's talking about more so Koyla Ray's like, fame. Right. So the fans are quick to point that out to Koi, Like, girl, we I don't think Lotto was dissing you. I think she was trying to, like, you know, big up you. Because you big. Right. And Koi was not having it. She said, don't mention me. Don't talk about me. If oh. We not cool. Also she, also, she said, let's fight on Twitter. She said, let's fight? Let's fight. I was like, oh, this is getting intense. She want to fight Lotto? She going to lose that fight. Well, Lotto didn't respond okay. until she hit the stage earlier this week at Coachella. Oh. When she actually performed the song, put it on the flow. And she said, hey, Koi, by the way, I love your body, baby. Like, hey, ain't, ain't no smoke, ain't no smoke.
1: Rising above. Also, it's
0: her doing it at Coachella, so it's kind of like, girl, I'm working. I'm not <laughs> this. Then Koi did tweet, maybe I overreacted. Oh. I don't know. End of the day, don't say my name for clicks and likes.
1: It's a rap song. <laughs> they people, people say people's names in rap songs. They
0: did. She said, well, she did further clarify. She said because the song "Put on the Floor" is an alleged diss record by Lotto, where she's distancing other people allegedly. I don't think it's a this song, but well, people think it's a diss song. She said being mentioned in the song kind of confused her. That's what she said. I don't know.
1: That's a lot of that's,
0: that's a lot, lot of mental, mental gymnastics, gymnastics, right said there. One plus eight <laughs> equals three divided by sixty seven is the square root of pi. So you you writing your bars in your room right now? Please, not mention Colette don't do. Don't it. do it. it. Don't, don't say.
1: do it. If erase it <laughs>
0: right now, because she, she will fight she you. Yes, <laughs> and
1: she's gonna get word back, and the Boston's gonna come out. So you know we're gonna leave that alone. Well, all right. You know what? I think it's really important though that. You take your your, your shout-outs when you can. Right, right. That's a big deal when you're big enough to be shouted out in a ref song. I mean,
0: never mind. I was going to say something else, but I'm not because I love everybody. So we <laughs> go to good Nice on the Amanda <laughs> Seal Show. It
1: is Friday, so we are going to keep it uplifting. Y'all keep it locked, right? It's not Friday. Damn it, it's, it's Thursday. Thursday. Friday, Junior. It's true. I was getting ahead of myself. <laughs> the Amanda Seal Show. We are. We are, we are. Talk to me, baby. Talk to me, baby. Talk to me, baby. Any, any time.
3: Hit those phones now. 24
1: 7. Make sure you call us up, one eight five five Amanda 8. That's 1 855 262 6328. It's group chat on the Amanda Seals Show. Happy Thursday. This is the Amanda Seals Show.
0: I'm Amanda Seals joined by Jeremiah, like the Bible.
1: And we're doing something different on this Thursday. We are going to spend the whole day in the group chat. Jeremiah, mm-hmm. are you excited?
0: I am. You know, I love a group chat moment.
1: There is a real conversation that we're seeing happening mm-hmm. in the changing and the shifting.
0: And I feel like we heard people talk about it now, but now with the internet it's like we're like seeing people demonstrate it right right so we actually have a tiktok from the mentor mommy who was talking about gentle, gentle parenting black boys hmm.
1: A lot of people make the argument, especially when it comes to black boys, that you have to be hard on them to prepare them for a hard world. Mm-hmm. What do you make of the argument that you are doing a disservice to your son by teaching him this kind of gentle way
2: of discipline and he's going to get out in the world and find a very different reality? I think people are confused when they hear gentle. They think it's, it's soft, it's meek, it's mild. What I'm doing is teaching him um, how to have authority in the world. I've had people in my comments say, good luck when he's shot by the cops. Right? I, I've heard those types of things. It makes me sad, not for my son, but for them. Because if you're trying to tell me to raise my son, just like the uh, harsh world outside, then where does a black man have peace if he can't have it in his home? So your whole life, I'm supposed to raise you like there's nowhere where you belong. That That's not okay with me. At least if you got to go out in these streets and fight, I'm gonna teach you how to be smart and make wise decisions. Okay, but when you come home, there's going to be peace here. There's going to be love here. This is a place where you could cry, but you could also get restored and be accountable. Good morning, Amanda.
4: It's Cass from Delaware. Like always, checking in on my morning paper route. So I have a comment about the gentle parenting thing. So I I want to co-sign on both what you and the lady that was originally talking about said. One, she's absolutely right. If you can't create a safe space, especially for little black boys at home, then what you wonder why they're 15, 14, 16 years old and feeling like there's no hope for my life and it's just going to be hell all the time because they don't have peace anywhere. That's what we're experiencing right now. So I love the way she said that as far as like, I want you to know that you it's a safe space here at home to just be. I think another thing what you guys are saying is like facts is Parents from previous generations, because they were not raised in a gentle way or they were not raised in a situation where their feelings were validated as children, I feel like they grew up and it's the same thing. Like a lot of times they come home and because they don't know how to process their emotions, they come home, they take it out on the kids. You're now yelling at the kids that just want your attention. They're happy to see you. Like, but because you were never taught to deal with your emotions or, or a, a better way to do something with that energy of your frustration, you're just taking it out on the kids. That's to me, that's wrong and I see it a lot, a lot. Like people just coming home and being irritated. Take the twenty minutes to sit in your car and decompress before you go inside around your kids because you know that they're gonna be happy to see you. All
1: right, y'all, give us your thoughts. One eight five five Amanda eight. That's one eight five five two six two six three two eight. If you when you apply gentle to parenting, do you feel like you're getting sunned? Or do you feel like you're seeing results? Hit us up. This is The Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. here and jeremiah and uh we are doing something special today you know we got our group chat thursday we feel like we've been talking about so many heavy things and politics and all types of stuff that it just was like you know what let's just cool out let's just have a day where we're just talking about the things that get talked about and uh we just did a whole conversation around gentle parenting and i know people are like that's an oxymoron <laughs>
0: Nothing about parenting is gentle.
1: Well, listen, it's a movement, and y'all may want to get in on that. So make sure that if you missed it, that you check us out, uh, listen to wherever you get your podcasts. One eight five five Amanda eight is where you can call us up and let you let us know your thoughts on gentle parenting. And if you want to check out what we were talking about again, go to wherever you get your podcast and type in the Amanda Seals Show. This hour we are talking about
0: business, business and friendship. Yeah, and how they kind of go together yeah, yeah so in the
1: context of
0: in the context of so Saucy Santana you know he came with the whole phrase Carisha please and then Carisha aka Young Miami went off and, <laughs> and made a whole brand with Carisha please and he had some thoughts about that so we'll talk about it later in the show but well, we'll talk about it when we get back oh yeah later in the show I guess now in the show soon next, in the show. Ne- next.
1: next in the show there we go keep it like right here the Amanda Seals show y'all Welcome back, y'all. This is the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here with...
0: Jeremiah Like the Bible.
1: And it is time to get into our next group chat topic of the day. We're taking it to the the business. We're taking it Mm -hmm. to careers. We're taking it to the money side of things, all right? We were talking about, you know, child rearing and whatnot. Now we're talking about bag getting.
0: (laughs) The bag. So the question is, Amanda, I don't know if you ever mix business with friendship, but the question came up when Tossie Santana was on an interview and he was asked about Carisha from the City Girls Uh using his infamous phrase or notable phrase, Carisha, please, please, for her new podcast. And he had this to say about it.
5: Did you let Carisha, uh, trademark Carisha, please, or you get a cut? Yeah, I let let her have Carisha, please. Initially, when we did, when they brought the podcast to her, Mm -hmm. they wanted me to come on as a host. Oh. Um, and I declined it because I feel like with being gay, um, Mm -hmm. Certain things that we say or do mm-hmm. can be misconstrued. So Carisha asked a lot of crazy <laughs> wild stuff. She gets she gets yeah. she gets down to the business. Coming from a gay boy, it could be misconstrued as messy.
1: Misconstrued.
0: <laughs> that's that Florida.
1: hmm <laughs> Well, here's the thing. First of all, I just wanna talk about this idea of like I'm surprised that, That's a question I would never even think to ask
4: mm-hmm.
1: Like did you Are you getting a cut Of the name of the show When like you as your friend Somebody's you as friend, You as though. her friend Would be like Oh Carissa please
0: I, I, I agree with you Because I'm the friend That's always getting you know, ideas First of all I'm just like I have an idea for this Go <laughs> do this Go do this At all times of the day But there are some people Who look at Any opportunity to make a bag it's Any opportunity to make a bag Even if it's their friend Their mama Their brother Ugh.
1: That just seems so tiring And so like It just takes like the love out of things to me I agree Like when the bag is always the thing that's like on, In the back of your head mm-hmm. Then when are we just like Being ourselves Right
0: I think for me too I think part of Part of being in community with people is you want to see them win and grow. There it is. So if I can do something to help aid in that, I'm yeah. happy for that. Like, actually, if I get this idea, don't mess it up. Like, go <laughs> run with it. Don't let me waste my idea now.
1: But this wasn't even an idea. Yeah. Like, this was just like, he was just saying, Kareesha, please. Right.
0: But <laughs> even that, you know how people be in the studio sometimes, like, I wrote that one line. I need my, my, my song point. Listen, it's a mess. What do y'all think? 1855 Amanda 8.
1: That's one eight five five two six two six three two eight. 262 6328. In these friendships, like, do you feel like you are always having to also look over your shoulder about like okay, how do we make sure that we're all monetarily all right. supported? Because I will tell you, I've lost a friendship to, to money. Haven't we all? Uh, I've lost a friendship to money, but I've also had friends who like we created stuff and we were able to like come to an understanding. So okay. I want to talk about that when we get back, specifically about Smart Funny in Black. Yeah, exactly. Not as T. As T. No, it's not. You know, it's
0: not tea. It's yeah. it's, it's it's more like a frappuccino. It's a learner, It's a learning story. <laughs> Keep it locked right here to the Amanda Seal Show.
1: Welcome back, y'all. This is the Amanda Seal Show. It's Amanda Seals here with...
0: Jeremiah Like the Bible.
1: And it is time to get into our next group chat topic of the day. We're taking it, we it to the business. We're taking it mm-hmm. to careers. We're taking it to the money side of things, all right? We were talking about, you know, child rearing and whatnot. Now we're talking about bag getting.
0: The bag. So the question is, Amanda, I don't know if you ever mixed business with friendship, but the question came up when Saucy Santana was on an interview and he was asked about... Carisha from the City Girls uh-huh. using his infamous phrase or notable phrase, Carisha, Carisha please, please, for her new podcast. And he had this to say about it.
5: Did you let Carisha, uh, trademark Carisha, please, or you get a cut? Yeah, I let, I let her have Carisha, please. Initially, when we did, when sh- they brought the podcast to her, mm-hmm. they wanted me to come on as a host. Oh. um, And I declined it because I feel like with being gay, um, mm-hmm. Certain things that we say or do mm-hmm. can be misconstrued. So, Carisha asks a lot of crazy, <laughs> wild stuff. She gets, she gets, yeah. she gets down to the business. Coming from a gay boy, it could be misconstrued as messy,
0: misconstrued. <laughs> that's that Florida. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs>
5: well,
0: here's
1: the thing. First of all, I just want to talk about this idea of like I'm surprised that that's a question I would never even think to ask. Mm-hmm. Like, did you, are you getting a cut of the name of the show when like you as your friend,
0: you as, friend you as her though. friend would be like, oh, Carisha, please. I I, I agree with you because I'm the friend that's always getting on ideas. First of all, I'm just like, I have an idea for this. Go do this. Go do this. <laughs> at all times of the day. But there are some people who look at any opportunity to make a bag, is any opportunity to make a bag, even if it's their friend, their mama, their brother, that's, their auntie. Ugh.
1: That just seems so tiring and so, like, it just takes, like, the love out of things
0: to me. I agree.
1: Like, when the bag is always the thing that's, like, on, in the back of your head, mm-hmm. then when are we just, like, being ourselves?
0: Right. I think for me, too, I think part of part of being in community with people is you want to see them win and grow. There it is. So if I can do something to help aid in that, I'm yeah. happy for that. Like, actually, if I get this idea, don't mess it up. Like, go <laughs> run with it. Don't let me waste my idea now. But wasn't even an idea. Yeah. Like this is just like he would just say, carisha please." Right. But even that, you know, how people be in the studio sometimes. Like I wrote that one line. I need my 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 song points. Listen, it's a mess. What do y'all think? One eight
1: five five Amanda eight. That's one eight five five two six two six three two eight. In these friendships, like, do you feel like you are always having to also look over your shoulder about like, okay, how do we make sure that we're all monetarily right. supported? Because I will tell you, I've lost a friendship to, to money. We, uh, I have lots of friendship to money, but I've also had friends who like we created stuff and we were able to like come to an understanding. So I want to talk about that when we get back, specifically about Smart, Funny and Black. Yeah, exactly. Not as tea. As tea. No, it's not, you know, it's not tea. It's it's, it's more like a frappuccino.
0: It's a learning. It's a learning
1: story. <laughs> Keep it like right here to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. This is the Amanda Seal Show. It's Amanda Seal's here with Jeremiah Like the Bible. It's a group chat. Thursday. That is right.
0: Yeah. We talking about this bag. We are. So you had a story you wanted to tell, us, Amanda. You know, we've been talking about business and friendship and the two kind of mixing. Sometimes it mixes well. Sometimes it doesn't mix too well.
1: Well, we were also talking about just this idea of like, okay. If a friend gives you an idea, Uh do you like need to make sure that they're getting a cut? Are they entitled to
0: compensation?
1: Right. (laughs) And like if a friend, I think a better way to put it is if a friend inspires. That's the word. If a friend inspires an idea. Mm -hmm. And I think some people would say, well, absolutely. They deserve a cut. But I think a lot of us would consider like our friends to be just folks that we are friends with and right. like if by nature of proximity, like there's gonna be things that are gonna come out of our friendship that may inspire you. Right. We
0: borrow from each other. That's what we do in friendship.
1: Like and it's your life, so why wouldn't you be able to like <laughs> make money off of it? Right. But, like, so Smart Funny in Black, when I created Smart Funny in Black, I originally created Smart Funny in Black uh, as, like, a stand-up showcase. Mm-hmm. And it was Mark Lamont Hill, who was a host over on um, The Griot. Okay. And it was Mark Lamont Hill and I who created it. And I it was my idea, but I came to him and was like, hey, I would love for you to, like, build this up with me. And so for, like, a year, we would do these weekly, uh, no, monthly Smart Funny in Black shows uh, at this comedy venue in New York. And then when I moved to L.A., we, we were no longer, like we weren't talking and it wasn't like there was any beef. It was just like he kind of like fell off the map. He, he kind of ghosted and I was <laughs> and I was moving and I just couldn't, I, I had too much going on trying to move across the country than to be trying to figure out like where, where is man at? Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: Where does Mark Lamont?
1: <laughs> so then fast forward, True TV decided to pick up Smart Funny in Black. Okay. Um, well, they bought it. They, they used to, to develop it and I had to hit him up and was like hey, like we ain't talking two years, but This is happening. And I had changed the format of the show, but it was still something I had started with him. Mm -hmm. And so he could have, he definitely could have just been like, no, I need a cut of it just to be difficult. Be spiteful. Spiteful is a better word, yes. But he was like, yeah, like, go ahead. Because I think the reality too was that he knows he hadn't been. Right. developing this with me he hasn't been rocking this with, with this with me
0: but i think even for you having a consideration to like oh let me call my friend who helped me with this thing some people will be like when even consider that like they they know somebody was in the on the ground level <laughs> with them in the school <laughs> in the gym shooting <laughs> and then when the bag come on the table they're like oh it was all me i just by myself i didn't have no help and it's like oh so now i'm about to come at you crazy so in your case i feel like you know you you opened the lane like hey mark opportunity opportunities coming What can we do And he said You got the floor Go run
1: He said run like the wind Now that. There was another situation That went down That I'll talk about When we get back oh, There's which... more Yeah because You know what People don't think In the long game And that's what gets people In the bad situation Not necessarily the bad situation But that's how they lose out They fumble the bag They fumble it You fumble friendship You fumble a bag Like you just You just You, you just need to get better gloves <laughs> All right, give us a call, one eight five five amanda 8 Have you ever had to, like, call a friend and say, like, hey, I'm trying to run with this? Did they get in the way? Did they support? Like, what was the vibe? Hit me up, 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. We'll be right back for the Amanda Seal show. show. We up, we up, we up. What's cracking, y'all? This is the Amanda Seals show. I'm Amanda Seals here with Jeremiah, like the Bible.
0: You sound like a muse from Hercules, just nice.
1: Oh my God, that is such an honor. They might catch you.
0: They coming coming with the uh, the live action song. A
1: star is born. <laughs> um, all right, because you know I was about to start singing it, and I had know, to stop I myself. Know, I, know. I had to stop myself. But so we're here on a group chat Thursday, and we've been talking about uh, you know working with friends and this whole idea of like. If a friend inspires an idea.
0: Should they get a cut? Should they get a bag off that? Sometimes people want that bag. Sometimes people are like, you know what? It's your world.
1: I think that's also a very um, survivor mindset. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a certain privilege in feeling like you can just give ideas away because mm-hmm. you're going to have more ideas.
0: Me. I have an idea like every hour. Same. So I'm like, Here, have this one. Have it. Also because I can't do all these ideas. So somebody go True. do it. True. Isn't that a beautiful thing? Yeah.
1: To, like, be able to plant those seeds and just watch them grow. I'm like, look at that.
0: Just give me a shout out when you, you know.
1: I think the other thing, too, is, like, trusting yourself mm-hmm. and just knowing, like, I got mine. You know, like, I can I give this to you. Mine. I got mine. I, what's for me is for me. Like, I'm not, I, I you know, I, you can't take nothing from me because I'm making something for me. Period. Now, the thing, though, is that a lot of people also don't know how to play the long game. They don't. They looking at right now. So, like. When I first moved to LA, I was doing a web series called, um, get your life, which Mm -hmm. you can watch both seasons on my Patreon, the Amandaverse. Okay. And there was a sister that I was really cool with who was really having money trouble. Like she wasn't really getting work like that. And I was like, listen, I can't pay you for get your life, but at least like, it's just another space for you to have your face visible. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was like, this is fun. (laughs) Like, let's just create. Right. So. I started working on it and I wrote her as like a lead character in the show. And when we did the first episode, like my process was like, I would meet with my actors and we would go through the scenes and kind of improv. And mm-hmm. then like, from that, I would get ideas. to this is how, like how I want to enhance the script. Right. And that's a common way that people
0: write. Right. Workshop the idea. It's rehearsal.
1: Right. It's workshop. Yeah. So she was like, well, if we're going to do that, then I need to get a writing credit. Oh, And I was like, why would you get a writing credit, though? And she was just like, because, like, you're writing based on, like, what I'm doing. And I was like, well, you're doing what you're doing based on what I'm writing. Right. And so there's a rehearsal here that's happening and natural things come out. But, Mm -hmm. like, you're not sitting down with me and then writing the script. That's actually what writing is. Right. And she was like, well, the SAG bylaws say, and I was like, the, SAG by- oh. the, the WGA bylaws, the Writers Guild of the America bylaws say that improv is not writing.
0: Because actors improv all the time. Some of our favorite moments in movies were improv and they ain't getting a writing credit. No, they did not get a writing credit for that. They got that acting credit.
1: Then like, uh, and so I ended up taking her out the show. <laughs> <laughs> I ended up taking her out the show. And, you know, I'm not saying that I'm like a superstar, mm-hmm. but I'm popping. Right.
0: You she not. A radio show. She not. We in seven cities. We in seven cities.
1: In and on, yes. And she's still trying to figure it out. And I'm not saying that my podcast, I'm not saying that my web series is going to change the game for her. Right. But I'm saying hitch your wagon. Hitch your wagon to folks that are always working. Right. And even if they don't have the money for you yet, it lets you know though they always have ideas. Mm-hmm. So they're always creating spaces. So if you have demonstrated your loyalty, they call it sweat equity. You demonstrate some loyalty, baby, they coming back for you. My assistant. Is someone who interned for me when they were seventeen? She was lying about her age. I thought she was eighteen. <laughs> and I dreaming. and she was and she was so good. I was like, when I get when I get popping, I'm coming back for you.
0: Well, I think people people neglect. Thirteen that. years later, she's still with me. People neglect that part. Like, but she has know, a whole other life.
1: Let me just also say that she's Dang. she rocks with me, but she also has like a whole like booming, bustling
0: life. What were you saying? Well, people neglect the fact that people remember who was with them in the beginning. People love to go back and be like, when I need, like, even now, you know, how they always say work, work across and not up. Yep. Like your peers rise with you. And yes. they get, like, I got friends now who are at, who are at like a uh, production company that's yep. like execs. And yes. Like,
1: and they're like, oh,
0: Jeremiah, I'm thinking about you. Right. And it's like, oh, wow. We, I guess that really did work. We all <laughs> growing together.
1: Long game, y'all. Long, Long game. game. When we, you know what? When we get back, I want to I continue. I have one more story. Okay. I have one more story about the long game.
0: level love a good story. And
1: let me just tell y'all: y'all need to understand, like, what's happening now ain't what's going to be necessarily happening then. Yeah. That requires vision. And we're going to talk about it when we get back right here at The Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. What's up y'all See me in the Seals Show? I'm Amanda Seals. We're here with Jeremiah Like the Bible. We've been talking all day on a group chat Thursday. We've been talking about for the last hour about this whole idea of like getting the
0: bag when you're working with your friends.
1: right? And how to know like when to press
0: for the bag. And when to hold and kind of like, you know, played a long game.
1: Yes, and just understanding like the actual bigger picture mm-hmm.
0: of things. Some folks can't see the bigger picture though. <sighs> is the little small part of the puzzle. The
1: and I would love face. I would love for you all to call us up too 1855 Amanda 8 if you have been in any of these situations that I'm talking about because the big the big thing is I think a lot of people can only see the now. Mm-hmm. And in only seeing the now, they cut their they cut off their nose despite their face. Talk about it. So, when on um, Smart Funny and Black had originally gotten uh purchased by True TV, I told you earlier about how I had to, like, go to Mark Lamont Hill and be like, hey, like, this is what I'm doing. Like, are you going to let me rock out solo? And he was like, yes. Beautiful. Thank you, Mark. (laughs) Chef's kiss. Then the logo that we were using at the time was something that had been created by... Um, my intern, like I had interns when I was in New York that were in different fields. So okay. like graphic arts, admin, et cetera. And my graphic arts intern had created this logo and it was a fairly basic logo, but I mean, it's what we had been using. So mm. it was like, okay. So I hit her and was like, you know, we'd like to use this logo for the show. How much would you charge us? This girl was currently working at the Nike store. Okay. Okay. She got a lawyer. Okay. Had a lawyer contact my lawyer. Okay. And said that it would be
0: $90,000. I'm going to out my chair <laughs>
1: To use the logo. Now, some of y'all are like, I don't see the problem. 90K is a big number though. Sir. It's a big number. 90,000 is a huge number, particularly on a show that's like being developed by True TV, right. which do you even know where that is on the <laughs> dial? Like, I'm, I mean- the, the, the thing about it though that was so bonkers to me and so I know y'all are like well what did it matter that she worked at Nike? So my thing was this in some mindsets you might say well that's why she needed the 90,000 because she's working at mm-hmm. like a retail store but if we're talking about art art becomes much more expensive when it is created by someone who actually has a name in the field right? right? So if like I don't know Kahende why. Riley had d- designed our logo. logo. Yeah, then this is a different conversation, right? Because by his name being attached to it, like the value of it goes up. Mm-hmm. You don't got no name. Yeah. But you know what she didn't think about? She could have made a
0: name. That's sure. This could have been your in. hmm Be like, I made this for this thing.
1: And I'm gonna take it to an. I'm gonna take it a step further. She could have said, you can use it for free, but I need two percent or I need five percent. I wouldn't give her five percent, <laughs> but I would need I need two percent. Of all earnings Mm -hmm. Wherever The image Is present Right Okay So that's merch That's Recordings Where there's a deal Attached to it Etc
0: Right Which a lot of uh, Graphic artists do They'll be like Mm -hmm. They have like their flat fee Or whatever And Mm -hmm. they're like Okay now I'm Getting a commission A royalty Right a royalty Of how you you use it Yes But she
1: wasn't Thinking that way And so What did I end up doing? Scrapping it (laughs) And making my own logo. And so the logo that you see today for Smart, Funny, and Black, I designed. It's very nice. Thank you. And I designed it because somebody was being reckless and charging $90,000. And honestly, it's far superior.
0: I mean, that's the real story, honestly. Sometimes life makes you be like, <laughs> let me just do this myself and stop playing with you folks.
1: Yeah, because mm-hmm. folks be playing in your face and you'd be like, you know what?
0: Look, I could do so many things because people was playing with me. One million. Sir, that's the story of my life. <laughs> I'm like, now I got to go learn another skill.
1: Literally, <laughs> literally. The only reason I knew how to record myself <laughs> with music was because the, the uh, engineers kept showing up late to the house. They on the phone. They eating. I was like, mm-hmm. you know what?
0: Let me learn Pro Tools. If I could learn how to cut my hair and retwist my hair, it's over for <laughs> y'all. Over.
1: Well, this segment is over for y'all, but hit us up, one eight five five Amanda 8, and let us know your thoughts. Have you ever worked with somebody? Why do you feel about ideas and friends inspiring ideas and getting the bag? Do you have visionary thoughts about the long game? Or do you feel like, nah, life is short. So you got to think now or never? Give us a call, 1 855 Amanda 8. That's 1 855 262 6328. Next hour. Talking about child support—that's mm-hmm. always a heated topic. The Amanda Steel Show. We up, we up, we up. And the SEALs joined by... Jeremiah
0: like the Bible. And
1: we are here on a group chat Thursday. And we've been talking all day about all types of topics, man. We've been talking about, you know, the bag, when it relates to you and your friends, working together or getting ideas from friends. We also talked about this idea of gentle parenting and, like, mm-hmm. how do you apply that? And this is it even good for black kids. Like, does it help or hinder? We've been talking about that. But speaking of black
0: children, well, not, not even just black children. Black parents. The black family... We got to talk about... The black dollar. <laughs> yes.
1: Earlier this week, we reported how Antonio Brown, uh, football player Antonio Brown, uh, was arrested mm-hmm. for child support. Like $10,000? Yeah. Okay. No, no. Was it 10000 No, sorry. That was Tyrese. Tyrese actually was crying about child support because he said that they are trying to give him $10,000 a month. Antonio Brown was arrested for back child support. So this mm-hmm. opened up a conversation around like, when do we feel like it's necessary to bring the state into... Our
0: relationships, our family unit, all those things.
1: Because... I mean, we try our as hard as we can. Like, I feel like to make sure that like black families are not disrupted by the state. But then mm-hmm. there's scenarios where it's just like, Ugh, I had to do it. And some of y'all have been calling up this week and telling us your situations. And I love it. Thank y'all so much. Because when you share your situations, I'm I'm telling you, it helps people to get perspective on how they can move on their options. So make sure to keep those calls coming. one 855 8 That's one 262 6328 When we get back, we're going to keep the conversation going to talk about like, What does co-parenting mean when it comes to the check? Like, is sending the check considered co-parenting? No. (laughs) But we'll get into it. (laughs) Jeremiah, like the Bible, has told you his thoughts, and we're going to talk more about it right here on the Amanda Seals Show. Don't go anywhere. It's time to listen, laugh, and learn. We're here and we're listening. We're laughing. We're learning. Happy Thursday, everybody. Amanda Seals here with Jeremiah, like the Bible, on this lovely April 27th. And we've been talking all day on this group chat topics And, you know, we wanted to talk about the child support topic because so many people called in during the week. They have. When we uh, put out the news story about Antonio Brown getting arrested about black child support. Mm -hmm. And we also thought about this like idea of like celebrities oftentimes I feel are in the news for not paying child
0: support. Right.
1: And it becomes a question of like, so y'all just couldn't send a check. (laughs) But then the next question becomes like. Is that enough?
0: Right. Is that, quote unquote, co-parenting, just writing your name on a check, send it to the mom, and be like, all right, I paid for the baby field trips and shoes this month. Leave me alone.
1: I mean, why do you feel like that ends up happening? I feel like sometimes it's because there is not a real effort at co-parenting. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even think a lot of folks even know how co-parenting really works.
0: I mean, I heard somebody say once that basically a lot of people don't plan to become parents. Like, you right, know, right, right. they did a the little it's thing. It's going to
1: get even worse now.
0: Right. With the Roe v. Wade <laughs> repeal. It, it's just... They did a the little thing and now baby's here so now they kind of have to just like deal with it. Suck it up. Right. And I think if you are in a situation where you have to deal with it, you're like, what's the easy way to deal with it? I can write a check and right? be on about my business. Which is also... At the that feels like charity. Yeah. A business arrangement. But Transactional. It's a, but it's a child. An actual living, breathing person who needs... Like we talked about in the first hour just a pr- parenting... Actual active parents, not someone who just go send a check for them to go buy shoes with.
1: Well, I know that like my father really thought that he was being like put under wraps (laughs) by being forced to send money. And it's like my mom didn't put my, my, my father on child support till I was eight. And it was only because she was like... I really want Amanda to be in these extracurricular activities. Mm -hmm. And, like, we just need an extra little couple dollars, like, to do it. I mean, piano lessons ain't free. Gymnastics ain't free. Gymnastics definitely ain't free. And can you contribute? And it was really, like, (sighs) ah.
0: Well, because kids cost money. I don't know if people realize that, like.
1: Kids cost money. Adults cost money. I was going to (laughs) say. Right. Because we always see people talking about, like, oh, I can't date right now because I don't got money. Right.
0: Kids, you got to pay for it. Food. If they're like young, like daycare, like even daycare costs these days are astronomical. To send your kids to the daycare for while you at work, that's a chick. When I see the
1: amount of food that a household with kids consumes, I'd be like, yo, how is this possible? And imagine if you have more than one. So it's like. And then like boys too, like y'all just be like devouring everything. Savagery.
0: My mama was like, listen, <laughs> I put this box in here on Monday and it'll last at least Friday. Come on now.
1: Dang. I mean, it's very real. And I think a lot of, I think what you said is really real, that so many folks are just not planning to be parents. And so it just becomes transactional. But in that regard, that means that there's one parent who is
0: stuck with actually parenting. Right. Right. They're stuck with a burden. Or...
1: Or they, the blessing, or the blessing.
0: Yeah. But sometimes so you see it too, on the flip side, they begin to resent the child now because oh, definitely the, 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 the other parent not chipping in. Now it's all on me. Now I'm at the child. It's like, well, I'm just here. I ain't, I'm i not- Right, the I'm, child didn't ask to be here. Right. Well, when we get back, i
1: want to talk more about just this concept of like, what does support really mean? Okay. Like when we talk about child support, we're talking about just money. The and money. I would love to hear from you guys. Like, do you think co-parenting- is just the basics of like providing money or is and, and, does it is it like a cherry on top to do more than that hit us up 1855 Amanda 8 what do you feel like co-parenting really consists of all right so when we get back we going to have somebody who actually can speak to this from their own experience right here on the Amanda Seal show the Amanda Seal show we up. we up. we are, we are. What's good, y'all? See the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals here with Jeremiah, like the Bible. And we've been talking about this concept of child support. Not concept, the reality of child support. And just like, what does it really actually mean uh, beyond money? Because mm-hmm. I feel like we get so stuck in the like, oh, the dollar bill, right? Like
0: the dollar, dollar, the bill, dollar yeah.
1: amount. We always hear about that. Like the dollar amount, the dollar amount, the dollar amount. But like, what does ch- ch- actual child support really mean? Well, we, we got our, our resident... Um, Person who's actually experienced this, Supreme, (laughs) our engineer extraordinaire, joining us. And Supreme, I want to hear from you. Like, what do
3: you feel like child actual support is? I'm glad you didn't call me a resident child support expert. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Well, you said uh, that yourself. (laughs) I actually, uh, with my first son, my uh, son, actually his name is Jeremiah. I put myself on child support. Uh, when I was oh, trying to be like 2021, 20, I went and put myself on child support because I was having issues with, um, my son's mother and it's, it's layers to the whole child support system because one point it gives pers- a person control of another person's finances and also gives a chance to kind of silence their voice of being, at least in my situation, of being boisterous with, you know, how my money was being spent or what my money was being spent on.
1: Oh, so you're saying it silenced your BM's voice?
3: No, it silenced my voice because a lot of times I wasn't allowed to say anything or, you know, know what type of decisions were going on in the life of my son at different times. It's different phases that we went through with this whole thing. So it's a journey when, it's a child support journey, we'll just say that.
1: But you're saying that being on child support Helped or hindered your ability to support
3: hindered in my case. Now, everybody's case is different because Mm -hmm. in my case, uh, it was kind of like I was forced out at certain times, but the check was still Mm -hmm. coming in every week so it was like I'm getting your so money that was the
1: que- that's the thing too like support like it, like to me I feel like so child support is more than just a check
3: right right absolutely that. and that's the way with the court system the way it's set up now it's just a check they don't worry about the mental support or the the physical actually seeing mm-hmm. your your kid spending time with your kid that's a separate court case as opposed visitation is different oh. from child support. So, It's not one and the same. You see two different people sometimes. You go through mediation and different things. It's definitely layers to the child support system that it is now. And it's such a negative overtone when someone says, oh, I'm on child support. Or, oh, I'm going to go put him on child support. Even if your job sees that you're having child support taken out of your check, they're looking at you like, this dude's not taking care of his kid. Like, what's going on? Why is he on child support? So it's a negative connotation. Behind yeah. the whole thing for everybody.
1: So, do you regret putting yourself on child support?
3: <sighs> sometimes I do to Deep be ancestral right. side. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I do, and sometimes I don't because uh, my son needed that money at one point in time, and his mother got into some things that she shouldn't have been into, and I eventually had to get mm. custody of my son and take him, you know, and make sure everything was good. So it's. Definitely layers to it. And I think a lot of times men just get kind of labeled of, you know, he's not paying child support or hearing one side of the story. And it's always two sides of the story. Most times it's three sides to the story. So, you know, that's just my perspective.
1: Well, when we come back, I actually want to talk about that because I think moms just naturally get labeled as
0: the- The better parent.
1: Yes. Like they're the nurturer. They're the better parent. And I'm not saying that that's not like kind of commonplace, but I do feel like it's made it to where- dads have to fight so much harder mm-hmm. even if the mom is a good parent like dads have to fight so much harder to be like i'm a good parent too and i want to hear about that when we get back keep it locked right here Well, have you ever put did, did you put yourself on child support cuz i want to hear from the men like yeah, what Kylie. has your child support experience been like 18552626328 let me tell you something i know there's a lot of y'all that want to vent <laughs> and we got we got the mic right here i know a lot of y'all want to call in like let me tell you about what this lady did to me what this okay <laughs> We are here for you. Call us up. one 855 8 That's 262-6328. When we get back, uh, let's talk about moms and dads. With Supreme.
0: Yes, let's do it.
1: And Jeremiah. And me, Amanda Seals, on The Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up,
4: we up, we
1: up. What's good, y'all? Welcome back to The Amanda Seals Show. Happy Group Chat Thursday. We've been chit-chatting all day about all types of things. Jeremiah like the Bible. We've been here talking about uh, child support. We brought in our engineer, Supreme. To just give us some insight as somebody who has been in the child support system and who, to my understanding, like you were actively pursuing being a, fa- a present father to your child.
3: A black father. Yes. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely.
1: Do you feel like you were unfairly stigmatized as not as equal to your child's as a parent, like from jump? Like was there already like when you walked in
3: 200%. the room? 200%. 200 percent, because when you go like when you even go into court, it's like all set up for, you know, it seems like the woman is a more important parent than the man. And there's been examples of poor parenting on both sides where it's some mothers that are poor mothers, it's some fathers that are poor fathers. But I feel like that gender bias in court is just crazy how 90 percent I think the statistic is actually 85 percent of the time primary custody goes to the mother and it takes two people to raise a child period. It takes Definitely. two people to create a child. It takes two people to raise a child.
1: How do you suggest like, or what What was your experience in like turning that tide? Or do you feel like you ever successfully turned that tide? Well, you did eventually turn that tide with the judge because you got custody, right?
3: Well, my, my case is different. Like I say, everybody's case is different. So, you know, when you talk about the blanket of, of child support and raising children, my my son's mother ended up losing custody of our son, my son. So that's where I kind of had to But how step- do you lose custody? <laughs> I'm not trying to put the woman's business out there. She, she does live in Jersey. Oh, no,
1: I'm just saying, like, you don't even... I don't even need to know what she did, but it's like, do you lose custody because, like you you brought the you brought it to court or is it just like
3: that's the crazy thing about it too like this system is so it's so many layers to it i'm gonna keep on saying that because cps had a whole case file on my son's mother and i didn't know anything about it until they were about to take him out of the home so like they communicate with you to garnish your wages they should communicate with you more Mm, to find out what's really going on with your child
1: I see what you're saying. I have a friend uh, whose mother ended up, you know, she she ended up on drugs. They ended up in foster mm-hmm. homes with the parent. And then she lost custody of her son, uh, well, of my friend. And his dad found out because his aunt went to the same church as his teacher. Mm. <laughs> that. And his teacher was like, and so like his dad and his mom had been estranged, but Mm -hmm. you know, for what it's worth, like they were younger, but still like his, the teacher was like, hey, like, you know, he wasn't in school recently. Like, do you know what's going on? And the aunt did some poking around and it turned out like the baby's in the
0: foster system. That's crazy. I mean, I think I've been joking all week about them folks, but it's really multiple folks in this system. Once you like enter that space, like. Supreme said you got the judge for just the child support case, the, the judge for the um custody case. Right. right? And if you have CPS involved or anybody else involved in the scenario, it's like.
1: I mean, look at this family in Dallas whose child was taken away from them because they took the baby to the hospital and. Because it had jaundice. Because it had jaundice. And then they got like information on mm-hmm. how to treat the child's jaundice. Also, they were treating the child's jaundice with, the, with their uh, midwife. Midwife. And the pediatrician who didn't even see the baby, like, filed a CPS report that they were neglecting the Mm -hmm. child, which jaundice is, like, super common. I had jaundice as a baby. Look at you. I still have jaundice. I don't, but I am yellow.
3: (laughs) I mean, people get super serious when it comes to the babies. And, you know, as they should, we're taking care of the baby. So it's a lot of levels to, like, I'll I'll stress that so much because (laughs) I try to see all sides of it because I've been through it, like, for real.
1: You know what, this is really important stuff. So I want to keep this conversation going. So keep it locked right here. We're gonna be right back with Jeremiah with like the Bible and Supreme talking about this whole child support scenario. How does one even navigate this space? Don't go anywhere. See Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals show. It's Amanda Seals here with Jeremiah, like the Bible. And we've been talking all day in the group chat. And right now we're in the middle of talking about this whole child support scenario with our engineer Supreme. So continue. How did you get through this? Like, what was the support system you had around you that you feel like got you through this? Because it's a long journey, like 18 years is a long time.
3: It is. And, you know, I still deal with the effects of it to this day. Um, My mom helped me out a lot. But my parents are married, so they never had to go through this space. So it was kind of just figuring it out as we went along. I'm still here, so I got through it. But I can't even really answer that. That's a a really good question because when you're in the mix, you're just trying to get through it. And that's a very sensitive subject when it comes to your child. You you see. But did you have, like, legal advisors? Like, did you have people
1: that had also been through it? And so they were kind of telling you, like, yo, watch out for this. Look out for this.
3: That, that's the thing about it. There was it no YouTube like, University. Yeah, they, That's what I was about to say. Like, now you have YouTube University where you can Google and find out these resources of, you know, different people you can talk to and so forth. Mine was in 2004. So it was kind of get it how you live. Right. I was talking to older <laughs> people um, about how they yeah, dealt with it. how you it. live. Yeah. Like, I I've, I had some terrible advice You from on dialogue and I trying to figure advice. it out. Yeah.
1: Well... You know what? Now you can use chat GPT and be like, okay, chat GBT, Tell me what I'm supposed to say to my BM <laughs> so that I can get this thing going. Man, listen. Well, thank you so much for sharing your experience. I know, you know, folks be listening. And I know a lot of folks feel so isolated, like you were saying. Like there's just like a lot of emotional havoc that this wreaks on mm-hmm. you. And the in the stigma. in the stigma. And like just your, your personal like identity being tainted by something that you know is not true and by someone that ultimately you created life with and so that should be a blessing not a curse right so shout out to everybody who's going through this right now Use YouTube University and <laughs> and the Googles so that you can actually expedite your way to getting through this, alright? Hit us up one eight five five amanda 8. That's 855 262 6328 Keep a like right here. It's the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Dope Thursday, man! It has
0: been in the group chat all day. All day. We should make this a regular thing. I think so too. Yeah. I know they calling and that that phone. (laughs) I got thoughts. I got to tell (laughs) y'all about this stuff y'all talking about.
1: Woo, man! We talked about child support. We talked about working with friends. We talked about gentle parenting. Yes, and we got more to talk about because you know what? The group chat is still going on. Plus, we've got six second headlines. We do. You thought we was just going to talk about nothing today? Nah, no, not nothing. But you thought we wasn't going to give you any news? You know, it's not that type of party. It's It's not that type of party. All right. So we're going to make sure we get into that. Remember, if you missed any of the show, you can go to wherever you get your podcast and type in The Amanda Seals Show and you can get your podcast. Also, if you listen to my other podcast, Small Doses, and you can also watch Small Doses podcast as we premiere a new episode on YouTube today at Amanda Seals TV, Side Effects of Mean Girls. Yes, you know you want to see it. And I'm talking it, and I'm keeping it, I'm keeping it a buck, okay? So make sure you check that out. And uh, stick around with us because we had Melanie Fiona on the podcast. We did. We had Melanie Fiona on Small Doses podcast, and she was talking about how when she came out...
0: They was like, tone it down. You're singing too <laughs> good. You're singing too good.
1: Well, we was like, okay, you know, we're going to take her story as bar none. Right. But then it turns out, like, this is a real thing that was not just her experience. And we got receipts. And we're going to share those receipts when we get back right here. The Amanda Seal Show. Welcome back to the Amanda Seal Show. It's Amanda Seals here on a group chat Thursday. And, you know, Jeremiah, you and I are both music heads. Mm-hmm. We love the music. You know, y'all listening to the music right now when you're not listening to us on these stations. And when Melanie Fiona, R&B songstress and more, mm-hmm. was on my podcast, Small Doses, she was talking about how when she started her career, they were like, you're singing too good. Right. And she was like, you know, at that time, there were a lot of artists... Who were popping, but they weren't necessarily like ballad, like right. balladeers.
0: She was like, even saying like they thought her song and it kills me wouldn't do good on radio because it was a ballad, and we know that turned out to be not true. <laughs> she literally won a Grammy. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but that story was like, oh
1: wow, like we thought it was more so like unique to her, right? And then came this.
4: I don't understand what they want. So, so basically, they want me to sing it like I'm not as good of a singer, like. I'm
2: so sick of trying to please everybody. They don't like the way I sang my single. They don't like the way I sang my single. They said I made it too challenging, that people can't sing along with it. So, they want you to go back and re record it? Yep. Straight from here? Yep. I hate record labels.
0: So, do you remember the show The Newlyweds on MTV?
1: Is that Nick Lachey and Jessica Simpson? That is. So, is that Bumblebee Tuna? Doesn't have Bumblebee. What was it? Chicken, chicken of the, chicken of the sea, is, sea is actually tuna.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So on the show, she basically talked about how they the regular rule made her go back and re-record a song because she sang it too well. Mm. And they feel like people, you know, couldn't, I guess, mimic it. They wouldn't be able to sing along with her. because You know, Jessica Simpson has some very big vocals. <laughs>
1: right. I mean, she was definitely out here like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but that was the era I thought, you know?
0: Uh, well, you know, at that era, you also had Britney Spears, Christina. But
1: Christina Aguilera is what oh, I'm y'all. thinking okay, of. Yeah. Mandy Moore. Right. And Mandy Moore was more Christina. I mean, mm, was more Britney Britney-ish, of it all. Yeah. I mean, I just thought this was interesting because I definitely had only attached this to like RB. Right. But the white girls was getting it too in the pop. Side of
0: things. And Jessica's like, 04, 03, like early 2000s. So this is not a new phenomenon because people are trying to like shade. Melanie, like, oh, when she came out, that was way later. I don't believe her. The proof is in the pudding. The pudding is proofed.
1: I mean, Mm. I just think that it's really, again, another example of how these record companies be controlling the art and what we're receiving and Mm. we don't even realize it. The same way that like these fashion magazines be controlling... What kind of fashion is coming out Like you don't even know That they just decide The color this year is Periwinkle right. So you'd be like, like Why is there so much periwinkle yeah. Like right now i just be wondering like When 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 will cargo pants Go away again Never Because they're Everywhere And here's the problem I know that I bought cargo pants Right now And I know that I'm only Gonna wear them for like Maybe two years Cause they're gonna go away
0: I'm wearing some now
1: <sighs> <sighs> Lord have mercy well, You well, know what's not going anywhere What R&B You know, I don't know, because there's a lot of conversation around, is R&B dead? And we're going to have conversation around it when we get back right here to the Amanda Seals Show. Don't go anywhere. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals, man. I'm here with Jeremiah, like the Bible. We've been in the group chat all day. We were just talking about how... When Melanie Fiona was on my podcast, Maldosa, she was saying that they wanted her to not sing like an actual singer when right. she came out because they felt like that wasn't going to sell records. Well, fast forward. Here we are in 2023. I don't know why you, Jeremiah, but I don't feel like we get like a lot of like singer singers. No. And I think that's part of the reason why people be saying R&B is dead. Well, yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> What? Well, somebody said too? A lot of girls just a lot of girls growing up. Think about Aretha, like Whitney. They grew up in like the church, church right? Yeah. It was like the girls ain't growing up in church no more, so <laughs> they missing that part. Also, the girls that they're studying didn't grow up in church. They're like no Whitneys or Arethas to like study. Okay, they are modeling themselves after other quote unquote non singers. So, you know, you got more non-singing.
1: Like, what would you consider to be a singer who is more like a style singer versus a singer-singer? Like, I feel like Ashanti is more of a style singer than a
0: singer-singer. I mean, I think SZA, I love SZA, but I think SZA has a a style. Like, I wouldn't consider SZA a top vocalist, but she has a unique style. She makes unique, great music.
1: Even like Aaliyah. To me, like, Aliyah was, like, more of, like, a style singer, you know? Like, she's not going to belt, like, whereas Brandy's going to come over here and, like, belt right, some right, stuff
0: out. Right. Everyone in that area all have their own little lane. Yeah. But I don't think R&B is dead at all, Amanda. I've to R&B all the time. Is it the same R&B as, like, the 90s? No, but.
1: Well, I think it's, like, a version, you know? I think it's how we talk about hip-hop, right? Mm-hmm. Like, hip-hop has definitely shifted and... Some of the things that a lot of us really, really loved about hip hop are just no longer considered paramount mm-hmm. in the making of hip hop. Like lyricism, like beats mm-hmm. being like super vibey, having like an original v- element to them. I think a lot of these beats sound the same. <laughs> and then I think a lot of the lyricism is lost because it's more about
0: Kate. It's more about like creating a vibe than creating like a metaphor. Right. That's true. I mean, I think the same can be said about r and I think at one point it was about like those Big belts, those big moments, like that that third verse, that bridge. Right. You just want hear a note. You just want be in the car like, huh? Ah? We don't even hear a bridge no more. Now it's like, shawty cheated on me. I'm upset. <laughs> it's like very, It's like, to your point, it's very vibey. It's a vibe.
1: The other thing too is that like OG R&B, the songs... We're basically, like, coming from the first two months of a relationship. Mm -hmm. It was just love, love. Oh, my God, you are everything. Current R&B, the songs are all coming from, like, the first two months of a breakup. (laughs) It's just like, I hate myself. I hate you. I hate
0: everything. I (sighs) mean, breakup music can be good if you go... I mean, I'm Not Gonna Cry, Mary J. Blige. That's... I'm not gonna going go straight. Yes. I don't
4: see it.
1: But Mary J. Blige was also singing, like... Uh, all I really want Like she was okay. singing About like her life Right But then she was also singing Like share my
0: world You know what it is Don't you leave I'm gonna listen to that After this What it is There's just no variety Everyone's the same Yep If there was I think even in the 90s You had like Tony Braxton Still singing like Breakup songs You had mm-hmm. like boys to men Who were like Down on bended knees Trying right. to find love And then you
1: had Jodeci Who's like We're wearing leather jackets With right, our shirts right. off
0: But now everyone's like In the same pocket of You know
1: music. why that is Why? That's, again, this whole record label thing. Art and commerce very rarely work in a real way as tandem Mm -hmm. because once you get business people in there that aren't creatives, they're not thinking in terms of creativity. They're thinking in terms of bottom line. So they're making widgets. (laughs) They're like, oh, that worked. Let's get four others just like it because that works, which to me is nonsensical because those four others that are just like the first thing are cannibalizing the first thing. Mm-hmm. So it's like, that to me doesn't mean, doesn't mean like sustainability. I love the fact that there's like Jasmine Sullivan, but then there's her, mm-hmm. you know, then there's other folks like, um, you
0: have like Summer Walker, you have Ari Lennox that are, that are out oh, there. Oh yeah. Ari Lennox. Yep. 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 They yep. They have yep. their own like unique vibe and stuff. I love Sir. Oh yeah. I like Lucky Day, Givion. You got the bass. You holding it down for the bass singer. <laughs>
1: I like this white girl, Charlotte Day Wilson. She's okay. got, like, a different kind of voice. Um you, you like Yeba? I do like Yeba. I like Yeba. I think, ultimately, she's a singer, mm-hmm. you know? And there's just a lot of, like, left to be desired to hear, like, sing-singing. And mm-hmm. I just, I want to hear more sing-singing. I know. Hold it out. Ah, I want to hear that. They so can't do it. They can't hold them. We'll see. What do y'all think? Is R&B dead? One eight five five amanda 8 Or do you think R&B is just... On a different phase. Do you think we'll ever get singing again? What do you want what do you think? We want to know. 1855 Amanda 8, that's 1855 262 6328. When we come back, we got some 60 second headlines for y'all. We couldn't just chit chat all day. We got to give you all some news. So keep it locked right here to find out what you missed out on. The Amanda Steel Show. We up, we up, we up. It's the Amanda Seals show. I'm Amanda Seals and we have been in the group chat all day. But Jeremiah, like the Bible and I are about to hit you with some news before we get on out of here. Let's jump into 60 Second Headlines.
0: All right, let's get into it. So story number one, Colin Kaepernick, he paid for the autopsy of an inmate that was eaten by bedbugs.
1: Listen, this story is wild and crazy, kids. This inmate was in prison, in jail, and he had been in his cell for so long and not been checked on that apparently he passed away, and then bed bugs ate him. And I'm just like, I know, Colin. When he heard that story, he had to take
0: another knee. I believe it too. Okay, we've been talking about child support earlier in the show. Mm-hmm. Well, Tyrese, who refused to pay $10,000 a month in back child support last August, he's been ordered to pay a total of. $237,944 in back child support mm. for his daughter Soraya, as well as $399,000 for his baby mama Samantha's attorney fees. I guess the dashiki didn't help. Uh, no. Nah. He should have won
1: a koofy with it.
0: <laughs> Alright, last one. Senator Ed Markey calls on Clarence Thomas to resign amid the controversy over the justices' financial disclosures and ethical concerns about the nation's highest court, and he's the first senator to do so. Listen, this
1: has to become like a whole thing. Other senators need to come forward. I want to hear all the senators speaking about this because this is the only way it's going to change. People really don't understand. The Supreme Court is the only judicial system that has no ethics and no they literally have no ethical rules and yet they're the highest court in the land. Stop. Thank you, Marky, for setting the tone. And that has been 60 Second Headlines. That's Keep a right. lock right here to the Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Woo, child been a cool day right here at the Amanda Seal Show. We had a group chat Thursday. We just had a, a lot of conversations today that I think really are... The kind of things that people are talking about in their group chats. Little
0: group chats. I'm <laughs> sure the group chats are, like, jumping right now. Like, y'all heard, y'all heard them in the show.
1: <laughs> they talking about child support. We were. We were talking about child support. And, you know, I feel like a lot of the, the, the podcasts be trying to just sensationalize things. But here, we're really trying to talk about things that, like, really get to the bottom of it. So, if you want to hear more about what we were talking about today, which was, uh, we were talking about gentle parenting and how it relates to black children. Do the, do the black kids get to be gently parented? Do they?
0: They do. They do. They deserve
1: We talked about it. <laughs> We also talked about the whole idea of, like, if your friends inspire an idea, is it your responsibility to pay your friends? Like, how does friendship and, and bags work? Because a lot of times it gets in the way. We also talked about child support and just the reality of what child support is and how the system be wilding. And then we talked about RB. Is it live? Is it dead?
0: I'm going to bring out the defibrillator. <laughs> <laughs>
1: if you want to get on any of those conversations make sure you hit us up 1-855-AMANDA-8 that's 1-855-262-6328 tomorrow you know we got a fun day Friday Friday Black Joy all day long alright so don't go anywhere well actually no go do what you're doing and then just be with us tomorrow <laughs> okay and remember if you want to check out my other podcast Doses, our latest episode premiered yesterday it is side effects of mean girls and if you want to watch the episode then you can go to my YouTube Amanda Seals TV and check it out with your own eyes alright remember we are each other's business when we look out for each other we lift each other up see you tomorrow The Amanda Seals Show We up we up we up Love uh-huh.